time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back into the Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing. This is Trevor Hall. And this is Paul Harris. Today is Wednesday, May 31st. May is over. Paul, can we come back? If we were supposed to sell in May and go away, we get to come back now? Doesn't feel like I'm it. not sure. No, no. <laughs> I think we go away now. We can <laughs> See you in September. Bye. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, after selling off Monday evening and into early Tuesday morning, the gold price shot up from $1,950 to as high as 1982 per ounce starting during the period of time when trading transitions from eastern physical markets to the paper gold markets in London and New York. The yellow metal settled at 1977. Silver followed a similar trading path, albeit choppier, as poor man's gold sold down to $23.05 per ounce, testing that key level of support and then jumped up to $23.45 before fading to settle $23.29. The Mining Stock Journal said it could not find any specific catalyst that helped to push gold higher on the day when, other than the fact that the debt ceiling issue appears likely to be settled, which means a lot more new treasury issuance, which should be dollar bearish and gold friendly. Silver actually closed lower versus the global close on Monday, perhaps in correlation with the decline in the Dow. The mining stocks were down slightly Tuesday with the GDX trading in a narrow trading range and closing down 0.7%. The Mining Stock Journal said that the precious metal sector could be finding a bottom, though it would not be surprising if the banks make one more aggressive effort to push the paper prices of gold and silver lower in order to consolidate and shrink their large short net exposure to gold and silver, COMEX futures. We'll get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This episode of Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Western Copper and Gold. Western Copper and Gold is focused on developing the world-class casino project in Canada's Yukon Territory. Casino project consists of an impressive 11 billion pounds of copper and 21 million ounces of gold in an overall resource. Western Copper and Gold trades on the TSX and the NYSE American with WRN. And be sure to follow the company on their website, at westerncopperandgold.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Monero Alamos has arranged a funding package for construction of the Cerro de Oro gold mine in Mexico, anticipated to begin next year. It signed a term sheet for $15 million U.S. loan facility and a $10 million royalty. The $15 million loan excuse me, $15 million loan has a three-year term with interest charged at one and a quarter percent per month on an any drawn amount. The U.S. $5 million will be available to draw down immediately to fund pre-permit activities. The $10 million royalty is a 2.75% NSR on all metal production from Cerro de Oro. The company can buy back 2% within 30 months post by delivering a minimum 3,200 ounces of gold and paying $6.3 million US. The royalty holder will retain the option to sell the remaining three quarters of percent to Monera for $3.7 million. 
It said the low capital cost of Cerro de Oro allowed it to consider less covenant-heavy terms that provide for increased flexibility. Monero Alamos trades on the venture exchange with MAI. Eldorado Gold entered into agreements with respect to an 81.5 million Canadian dollar strategic investment by the European Bank for Reconstruction and Development, or EBRD. EBRD will subscribe for 6.3 million shares at $13 per share in a private placement. The proceeds will be invested in the Scurries project in northern Greece and be credited against the company's 20% equity funding commitment under the terms of the project financing facility. Eldorado also entered into an agreement with BMO Capital Markets and National Bank Financial for a $135 million Canadian dollars bought deal financing. Eldorado Gold trades on the TSX under ELD. Go Gold Resources announced additional drilling results from Los Ricos South within the Eagle deposit, including an exceptionally wide high-grade intercept from Hull 165 which intercepted 50 meters, grading 1,126 grams per ton silver equivalent, and included 7.8 meters, grading 6,334 grams per ton, one of the best holes drilled to date within the Los Ricos district. The company anticipates the results like these could add significantly to its upcoming revised resource and preliminary economic assessment to be completed this summer, which are its next milestones. A pre-feasibility study will follow before year-end. Go Gold Resources trades on the TSX with GGD and on the OTCQX with GLGDF. Aldebaran Resources reported results for hole 225B from ongoing drilling at the Alta Copper Gold project in San Juan, Argentina. The hole was drilled to test the continuity between mineralization encountered in holes 223 and 224 and to provide another pierce point into the geophysical anomaly below and lateral to the current resources alta. Highlights included 1,056 meters grading 0.56% copper equivalent from 291 meters depth, including 951 meters grading 0.6% copper equivalent. The hole confirms that the mineralized footprint of the Altar system is much larger than previously understood. The company said the hole shows previous drilling on the project merely scratched the surface of what is shaping up to be an extremely large copper system. Aldebaran Resources trades on the TSXB under ALDE and on the OTCQX under ADBRF. Faraday Copper announced results from five drill holes at its Copper Creek project in Arizona. Highlights included 484.8 meters of 0.42% copper with a 103 meter interval of 0.79% copper. This hole was outside of the current underground mineral resource, highlighting the resource expansion potential to the west of Keel and at depth. Phase 2 drilling is focused on expanding the maiden resource estimate, better delineating high-grade zones, and testing new targets. This program is expected to conclude in the first week of June. 27 drill holes have been completed, and the results for 20 drill holes have been released to date. As the results for additional holes will be released as they are received, analyzed, and confirmed by the company. Faraday trades on the TSX with FDY and on the OTCQX with CPPKF. 
Orion Resources entered into an optional agreement with Dragon Mining to acquire and eliminate all encumbrances on its project, including a 3% net smelter returns royalty on the Kutuvoma and Selaselka projects, originating from the purchase agreement dated May 2014, for total consideration of 5 million euros and 37,500 Orion shares. Orion Resources trades on the TSXV under AU and on the OTCQX under ARRF. Sorry, AIRRF. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap here on the morning briefing. Uh, very busy day on the podcast. Yeah, full schedule, so lots coming down the pipeline. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Commodity Network and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by our friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Paul, have a wonderful day. Thanks, Trevor. You too. And everybody else listening, have a great day. Talk to you soon. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.